0: All of the girly chat. and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I am joined by none other than podcaster, author and social media extraordinaire, it's Alex Light London everybody! Woo! Hello! Oh, gorgeous intro, thank you. Hi. Yeah. You're so welcome babe. Well you've got a lot to be proud about so I wanted everybody to know just what a boss bitch you are.
1: Thank you. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna write it all down afterwards and remind
0: myself. <laughs> Your little affirmations in the morning. Exactly. Like, I am a podcaster. I am an author. I am a fucking bad bitch. <laughs> and a dog mom, obviously. Obviously. Of course. Gotta have. Gotta give Betty a little mention. Um, so you're so. I've got so much that I want to talk to you about today, but I thought it was really important that we give your gorgeous clothing brand a little bit of a a bit mm. of candor, a bit of sunlight because it is oh. it is really important what you do. So you're the founder of Light London, um, and I wanted yeah. to know how that came about, what your reasons were for starting it, whether it was a real passion project. To-
1: totally, like I think here's the thing: like I'm a straight-sized woman, I very easily fit into high street clothes but there are a lot of people in my life who are plus size and don't fit into high street clothes and they have such a terrible time trying to buy clothes and trying to buy nice clothes like stylish clothes that are also plus size um and for the longest time, we just we haven't had options that go beyond size 16. Yeah. You know, I don't even remember like, back in the day, like Topshop wouldn't really go past the 16. Uh, they've got Curve now, which has a bit of an offering. Uh, but even so, like the styles are different to the straight sizes.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, this is so... And as I started to look into it more and more with the work I was doing online, I was like, this is so unfair. Like, why can't we just have sizing for everyone? Like across the board... Like, as many sizes as possible with no style changes. It's not like, oh, you have to have, like, you have to have a bigger sleeve if you're you're going up to a plus size. Or you have to have a pattern, you know?
0: Yeah. And who are the designers to assume why a a plus size woman wants to expose or doesn't, you know? Like, if she's picking up a dress in a size 8 and thinking, I really like that, she's going to want to see it the size in the size 18 or the 24 or the 30,
1: Exactly. And also, that as well was something really important. Is like, even if there are, even if a brand does offer plus size options, they're always modelled on the size eight women. Like, it's that's just like default, it's just the way that they do it. And it's like, if you're a size 20 woman, and you're looking at this piece of clothing that you like, you can't get a grasp of what it looks like. It's going to look like on you if it's on a size eight model. You know, I'm a size 14. I can't really get a grasp of what it looks like, going to look like on me in a size eight model either. Yeah. So I wanted to see it, you know, clothes modelled on bigger women as well. So that was kind of the idea behind it. And it just kind of went from there, really.
0: It's so amazing like I feel like oh. the strive for inclusivity and representation is more important than ever now. Totally. I feel like I, I follow this account I follow some accounts on Insta that I absolutely love and you must you must know them. They're there. Is it a is it a fit or is she just thin? And they right. take these outfits that they've seen on like Hailey Bieber or Bella Hadid yeah. or whatever and they try them on like a very mid-sized normal like you know or like a, just a very just a nice normal woman's frame, and they try and, yeah. laugh and they're like, "Oh, actually, this is just for this is just for skinny people." Like that's why <laughs> right. we liked it. But then they yeah. try. Sometimes they're like, "No, this is gorgeous on everybody," and I love that because I feel like yeah, you know, it's just about like broadening your horizons, showing things on different body st- shapes and sizes, and being inclusive
1: totally another good person to follow is katie Sterino as well she does supersize the look so she takes celebrity yes. yeah it's really good so she takes celebrity looks and does them in a in a hairstyle plus size version and it's really cool because you, you look at them all and you're like oh she looks great too and it's so nice to see it on different bodies so yeah yeah i'm all for inclusivity it's so crap the way it's been in the past honestly it's shocking
0: And it's nice that we're shining a light on that. Like, I love the Mm. fact that we're being more vocal, that we're being more, that we're demanding that the fashion industry be more inclusive. Like, I think it's seriously important. You go from sizes six to 30, right? Yes, yes, that's right. Ah! Oh my gosh, so you really, its pretty all-encompassing, Al
1: it is and you know what's interesting is that a lot of brands when they're asked about their plus size offering and and, you know why they don't offer plus sizes they say it's logistics it's like you know there's there's logistical reasons that we can't do it or like it's cost blah, blah blah we are a tiny brand there are literally four of us working on this like tiny and if we are able to do it then everyone else can do it so I don't buy that it's bs so
0: yeah
1: yeah, don't 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 give me that all the logistics or it's too expensive if we can do it then the big brands can do it so
0: alex is calling bullshit Uh, yeah yeah i didn't know if i could swear
1: but yeah i'm calling bullshit (laughs) no you absolutely
0: can't but then that's that's a really good point mate because they do like and i've worked with brands before and like you know i put up a picture and i say like you do bra and neck dress whatever you're selling And I always get in the comments, like, wish this went up to an H cup or, you know, wish this was available in bigger than a size 18. And I'm not the brand myself. Like, I can't explain their reasons, you know. But whenever I do chat to them, there is always an excuse that just feels a bit feeble.
1: Totally. You're like, come on. Don't give me that.
0: We could do better, surely. In 2023, we we can definitely do better. Uh, And of course, as well, all your clothes are sustainably sourced, ethically made. Mate, you're fucking ticking all of the boxes. You're very woke. Try you're it. very PC. <laughs> try
1: it. Try it our best. Yeah, not easy, but we're trying.
0: <laughs> and why is that all so important to you?
1: Well, you know, the I have to be honest. Like the the main objective was inclusivity and mm. diversity and representation. That's what I wa- I wanted women to be like, because our main thing is swimwear as well, which is, as you know, like so anxiety so hard to get inducing. Right. Oh. For for women, like it's horrible. I have yeah. I have the the worst memories of like going into like an M and S and trying to get a bikini that fit me. You know when I was a, when I was a teenager, and it was just horrendous. Just standing in the mirror with all those like it's just awful. I've got huge boobs. Nothing ever fit me properly. I'd have to have different sizes on the top and the bottom. And I was like, it's such a horrible, like, triggering experience for so many women. And, like, I just want to make it better. So that was the primary goal. And then all the other things, I was like, I also just kind of wanted to, like, tick the boxes and make sure that we're doing this the right way. Yeah. And paying people a fair wage as well, which is is actually, like... All, all of it's like great, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way, but it is like it does make prices higher. It has to, yeah. like, there's no, yeah. no way around it. And I do get a lot of shit for that, you know, for like the prices not being like high street prices. But I'm like, like, we can't, like, we just physically
0: yeah. can't. Like, it has to be something's got to give, Alex. Like, something's got to give. Have great fabric and mm. like wonderful designs and well paid designers and well paid workers and sustainable fabrics and all on uh, all yeah. these amazing things available from sizes 6 to 30 and still charge the same thing as fast fast fashion brands no like, way there has that your price okay. affects all of the boxes you take and the quality and the product and i can imagine yeah. how frustrating that is for you for people to just not understand that
1: it's so annoying i just like bite my tongue <laughs> i'm like we're, we're trying to work on the prices but like just give me a break please i can't be everything all at once
0: i'm trying <laughs> And do you feel that pressure as, like, a female businesswoman, like, trying to be, trying to complete the vision that you had for the brand, which, of course, is being representative and inclusive and all of those gorgeous, important things, but also trying to be everything else that your everyone else expects you and your brand to be? Do you oh find that hard?
1: Totally. I think the biggest thing about that really is being online being on social media yeah. as a woman it does feel spe- it does feel gendered it feels specific yeah. to women i find that you can't do anything right you can't do anything. You can't do right for doing wrong. Everything you try to do that's right, people will find some issue with it, and it's really taken me a lot. And I'm definitely not there yet because I am like the most sensitive person in the world. I'm so Same. sensitive. I'm like yeah, like skin like glass. And I find it really difficult. But that is one thing that I've learned is that you just can't do anything right, and you're never going to do anything like that's right for everyone. And it's easier said than done, isn't it? You'll know as a sensitive person, like, I get stuck on this a lot and I'm like tearing my hair out. And then I'm like, I just, I just, I've got to give myself a break. I just, I do.
0: the week for everybody Mm. who hasn't listened to it I was a guest on Alex's amazing podcast should I delete that and um we had this conversation and I said the same I was like sometimes I feel like I can do everything that I think I'm meant to do so doesn't matter how many dogs I adopt or how many charities I work with how many positive posts I post how much I talk about accepting the skin I'm in like there is always just going to be somebody who is committed to being nasty and misunderstanding me. And I have, right. to, start, I have to stop trying to change their mind because not everyone's going to like women,
1: Right, and the, ch- trying to change those people's minds is just a waste of energy. So pointless. So it's pointless. So pointless. When you could be continuing to help the people that you are already helping, you know? It's just... <laughs> yeah. It's totally... I learned wasted that when, energy.
0: Wasted, wasted energy. Wasted energy.
1: Babe. I learned that yeah. when my, my dog... I got a dog a few years ago. Can you hear her? <laughs> She's Betty. She's worthling absolutely nothing, which is my life, which is just my life.
0: Can but I I've see got... Betty Alex? You please can. will you please bring Come on, Come Betty on. Bear. I feel like this is a dog-friendly podcast. Everyone's gonna get oh, you big baby. Oh, you big the big baby Betty. Are you cute? <laughs> Are you got Beagle Face? Are you got Beagle Face? Oh, you got nice colouring, my darling, haven't I mean, you? Yeah. She has got nice colouring.
1: But she's she we got her from Cyprus. It's a it's a very long story, but we got her from Ooh, Cyprus. I wonder if she
0: knows her can.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. oh my god is he is he Cypriot Turkish Cypriot yeah oh. so the
0: producer actually Elis do you know Betty
1: oh my god I love that oh my god maybe she'd understand you <laughs> um,
0: so babe honestly I have to ask right because when we hmm. got Milo he was obviously being illegally brought into the country from Eastern Europe and when things got a bit hairy art customs the people who were doing it abandoned the van with him and his brother and sister in oh my god I know, so like they knew from the plates and stuff, and like various different things, like where the rough area. So we can assume it was Eastern Europe. We don't have like any more anything more specific <gasps> than that. So oh. when I first got him, and obviously he was just a naughty Labrador puppy, like he oh. still is, bless him, even though he's two and a half, and he wouldn't listen to a word. I was saying, I was like, do you think it's because he speaks? like Eastern European <laughs> and I don't and i was like, what the fuck? I was like, no, i so then I div- I started trying to develop this accent that was a vaguely Eastern <laughs> European. To, so I was Mr. Milosh, what are you doing? And like, oh, I would talk to him like that all the time and I swear it made no difference. It no, re- still didn't respond. listen. But <laughs> I wondered if Betty was like that, she only knew like Turkish.
1: Uh, well, we weren't we weren't sure at first, but she was only she was found when she was a puppy okay. when she was only like six weeks old. She was really little, so I, I don't I don't really know. But wh- why I got onto that was that was the that was one time when I really realised because we got her and I mm-hmm. said she's from Cyprus and she's from this charity that we've worked with. My family have got two dogs off before, and I got so much shit for the fact that we'd rescued she a from, dog from, from
0: abroad. I knew you were going to say it.
1: A dog saved is a
0: dog saved. I I just don't know how
1: you could, like, look at any dog and be like, well, you didn't quite deserve it because you weren't from the right country. I'm
0: like... I'm sorry. Not a British dog. That one deserves a (laughs) lot of pain.
1: Like, what (laughs) the fuck? I just... It really, really upset me. Like, made me so protective of her. But that's when I realised, like, you actually can't do anything right. Nah, you can't. no. No.
0: And also as well, that's the first time I, myself, I don't know about you, have ever encountered dog racism.
1: <laughs> dog racism, literally, literally. Right.
0: <laughs> it's alive and well. Well done. <laughs> oh man, I i feel like I, at least we both agree on that. Like, And I do think once you realise that, once you realise like, listen, I'm never going to please everybody. I may as well just start pleasing myself. You can kind of begin to live a bit more... A bit more of a liberated existence, at least a happier one, surely.
1: Yeah, and a bit, I guess a bit more of like, a bit more of like what you actually are. Yeah. But I still struggle with that. I have to say, I still struggle with that. I talk about that a lot, you know, like sense of self, but I don't really think that I've developed that mind that much because I feel like it's still all the opinions and expectations and hopes of everyone around me. So I, I find that difficult when people are like, I'm me and I'm exactly who I'm supposed to be. That's
0: very attractive, that quality in a person. It's, it's, it's you so know.
1: attractive.
0: So Urkan is like that. So I, yeah, am assuming. Yeah, I'm assuming your fellow must be, I think we often find um, the opposite in our counterpart in a lot of ways. So Urkan totally. is very much like, he, I could introduce him to me producer from me podcast. I could introduce him to the head of a network. I could introduce him to me mom. I could introduce him to... A mate I've had from school, a fella who's doing webins, like, doesn't matter who, and he will act exactly Exactly the same same. way. He will be this blanket version of Erkan that is lovely and kind and approachable and personable and just himself. And I think, where are the rest of your personalities, hun? Because I have, like, (laughs) I have a million, depending on who I'm talking to, you know? like Don't even get us started on the accents, which everybody loves. So, yeah, so I feel like it, it... the, that is so lovely when people can just totally be themselves and, and own it. But it's listen, it's it's hard. It's I feel like that's I feel like that's ongoing to to achieve that, you know, unless you're that very naturally like a can clearly.
1: Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you agree with that actually because I feel like we hear a lot about now people that like you know they they didn't know their true self and now that they're them and they're living authentically exactly as they should be. And I feel like we don't often hear about people that are like I'm still still struggling. Out, actually, I'm still not sure because I'm the same. Like I'm a different person. Depending on who I'm with, like my mum you know, we grew up near Liverpool, my mum's a sort of scouser. My mum and dad. And when I'm with them, like I'm a sound scouse, you yeah. know? And then when I'm with my husband, I sound like oh, just sorry. very standard like southern you know and then I'll like I remember I binged watched uh, Love Island Australia and I ended up like speaking like an Australian person you know <laughs> like I just adapt to who I'm with and I I, I wish I was more like stronger in my you yeah. know in myself I don't know
0: but that's really common. So I Googled it very recently and I'll tell mm. you why. Because okay. obviously there was the moment on this where apparently I went very Scottish. Like there's no apparently about it. It was fucking, went viral. Everybody listened to it. It went on GMB the lot, right? What was Mark. it? <laughs> I just was chatting to Katie Ferdinand and all of a sudden I went a bit Scottish and I didn't even realise it. And she was like, oh God, you went dead Scottish then." And I was like, did I? Mental. Anyway, <laughs> since then, people have been writing and being like, she sounds Irish in this one. Oh, oh, my God, she's American. Oh God. I can't even work it out. So I got really panicked because I was like, oh, well, I've obviously got Alzheimer's. That is how my brain works. I just fucking scaremonger myself. So I was like, obviously, yeah. I'm insane. Um, oh, obviously, I have, like, d- a, d- d- a degenerative disease. Anyway, I Googled it, and apparently it's very common. So when you are speaking to somebody yeah. who, who hasn't got your accent or when you're listening, n- listening to something, it's done so you are trying to make them feel comfortable.
1: Is that what like, it
0: is? Yeah, you're and also like it's just natural when a sound hits your ear to try and almost replicate it. Really? So it's really, really normal but it's also okay. very common in people pleasers.
1: Oh my God. I mean nail on the head. Yeah. I'm exactly. People pleaser in the world. so that makes M- sense.
0: Me too. Because you're like, oh look, yeah. listen, I sound like you please like me. I, yeah, don't why, I don't know so why i don't know why i did the scottish one i think maybe it's, that's an amalgamation of people pleasing living close to scotland fucking the accent being all over all of these years but yeah that is the reason
1: is she scottish are you talking to
0: nah so that's what i'm saying no. i don't know where that oh, one specifically okay, okay. came from i think i was yeah, just trying is... so, sometimes i try and soften my accent because i feel like it's hard for people to understand but it comes out a bit weird anyway
1: I fucking love your accent. It's the best. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, oh, love it. I just love Northern accents. I really love them. They make me just feel like homely and I, I love it.
0: They are. So, um, so most of the call centres are in uh, Liverpool and Newcastle for that reason. Did you know that?
1: No, are yeah. they?
0: We're Apparently uh, oh, wow. we're meant to um, elicit trust with our oh, voice.
1: I love that. That's so uh, nice. Yeah. So sneaky. Gorgeous.
0: We've gone off on such a tangent, Al. I'm so sorry. I wanted to ask then, obviously because you're trying so hard with your brand to be ethically sourced, still affordable, sustainable, all the rest of it. How do you feel about the fashion fashion industry?
1: Difficult. This is a difficult one. It's difficult because fast fashion is obviously a lot cheaper it's a lot more affordable and especially for like people who have little kids and yeah. they're constantly going out of their cl- clothes, constantly got to get new clothes. And I know that like a lot of, a lot of people I speak to online is like Primark is just absolute game changer for them because they can buy all their kids stuff in Primark and buy it yeah. at a really good price. So I do, I, I, I struggle. I don't know where I sit on this one. And I'm like, I, I have to be honest to say that I'm almost like scared to say anything because Obviously it's bad and obviously it's, it, you know, it's, it's really af- affecting
0: the environment,
1: you know, the environment the... and how we live, um, you know, the way we live. It's, it's, it's obviously really like objectively bad, but at the same time, not everyone can afford to buy sustainably and shop sustainably. Although there are a lot, a lot better options now. Like we can swap clothes. Mm-hmm. Like that's really cool. We can swap Buying clothes. Buying pre-loved, like things
0: exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. Vintage, yeah. Depop, whatever. No, yeah. I know there are being huge changes and movements made within like this, like mm. the fashion space and the industry in general. But I do agree with you. Like, it's a very complicated like one complicated. to take a firm stance on because we all yeah. want better things for the environment. Jesus Christ! Like, I love polar bears. Nobody wants to see them go hungry or the ice right. caps melt. But the fact is, like, for some people, because of the cost of living, things like shopping in Primark, buying in places where fashion, you know, that's all their options are. So I do get it. It's a hard one to answer, especially. It's a hard one, but I do think... Not wanting to incur anybody's wrath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I I do think, I'll say, like, as a bottom line, I do think that if you can do something, it's good to do something. And if you do have the means to, you know, shop more sustainable... Or just to buy, well, I mean, just to buy pre-love. Like you said, Vinted is amazing. My sister gets all of my nephew's clothes on there and it's so like bad. super affordable. So I do think there are options now. And I think that if you can do something, definitely you should do something.
0: Aww. Yeah. I agree. Mate, it's been mm. absolutely lovely talking to you in part one. I can't wait for part two.
1: I'll see you there.